When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Football Friday, everybody here on the Southside Beat. My name is Chris Halleck, and not joining me today is the ill Corey Christen. Um, Corey is uh, not feeling well. He's actually feeling worse than he did yesterday. So, um, Corey out today. Camera not set up. There we go. There we go. That's better. Um, Corey's out today. He's not feeling great. Voice is even worse than it was yesterday, apparently. Um, just uh, doesn't feel good. So I uh, don't want to force him to do anything. Uh, you know, when you're when you're sick, don't feel well. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Swan269. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a DK two-minute late start. Yeah, a couple minutes behind. I was actually having some technical difficulties for whatever reason. My camera didn't want to connect, and then all of a sudden my microphone didn't want to connect. So I was going to be going off of the crappy computer camera and the crappy headphone microphone and i don't want to do that i want to have you know a better camera and better microphone and uh yeah <laughs> you guys are even coming up for nicknames of Corey whenever he's not here brad says low health Corey. <laughs> you guys man oh man well it is the football friday and with Corey out today you guys can be the co-host for me uh hey your favorite bar good quality chris yeah that's what i'm always striving for is for for good quality i uh, don't have the the sunshine today uh cold front came through here in north texas uh it is currently 48 degrees outside uh overcast skies bit of wind so it actually feels a little bit like winter here uh a little bit not completely you know obviously winter you need it to be about 20 degrees cooler at least but um Still, you, you get it. You get cool enough hoodie weather, you know. Um, but yeah, so football Friday. Uh, we're gonna talk obviously Steelers Ravens because, as the title of the show says, all comes down to this man. All comes down to this game. Well, not completely. Kind of. Steelers need to win, but they also need a little bit of help. Um, but ultimately, Steelers need to win. Uh, there's one or two different avenues. Uh, Barbara says 34 degrees in the 412. Yeah. Pretty close, obviously. Both above freezing. Cool. Cooler weather. I know some bad weather is going to be coming that way, though, northeast. Um, so I think we're avoiding the bad weather here. Typically here, um, the bad weather doesn't come until like this month or February. And typically what we get in north Texas is ice storms. Uh, every now and then we'll get an actual snowstorm. Uh, I want to say snowstorm. I mean, like three or four inches. Um, 
still, I will, I, I cannot forget and will never forget back to back winters here of one foot snowfalls, like back to back winters. And one of those was actually during the week of the Super Bowl when the Steelers were playing the Packers here. Uh, that was, that was fun. That was a fun week. Uh, not driving to work that week. I lived 35 miles away from my job at that, at that time. That sucked because North Texas doesn't treat roads the way they do in the Northeast. Whenever it snows, they don't even use salt. They use sand. I mean, I don't sense that makes anyway, football Friday, uh, Steelers, Ravens, big game, big game. Steelers need to win. Uh, only two possibilities that they make it. If they don't win, um, you, you just, they, they best, best take care of your own business and then hope uh, that, you know, one of three things happens. Um, yeah. Um, see, Mark asked, do you believe in magic scoring 30 points per game splash defense and running games? Does this spell a Nick Foles run? Uh, I might need to see what the Steelers do against the Ravens before I do that. Even a Ravens team that's not playing, uh, several of their, uh, you know, key guys, obviously the Mar Jackson being out, but Zay Flowers being out, uh, Kyle Hamilton being out, I'm trying to remember everybody else who's out. Uh, my short-term memory sucks. Uh, let me pull that up real quick. See who all's out for the Ravens. Out. Odell Beckham Jr., Malik Harrison, Marlon Humphrey, Darrell Worley, and Kevin Zietler. Zay Flowers is doubtful. He's not out. He's doubtful, but still, Zay Flowers being doubtful, that's pretty much out. Kyle Hamilton's questionable, not out, but still, even if he doesn't play like that, that's a, that's a big, that's a big loss for the, and, and really, if you're, if you're John Harbaugh, do, is it worth it? Like, is it truly worth playing your best safety, you know, in a game in which you've already got the number one seed wrapped up? Cause if you lose him for the playoffs, that hurts the back end of your defense. Um, <laughs> Swine, I'm not falling for that one, man. Um, but yeah, so it, it's still a massive game. It's still uh, it's still going to be a difficult game. The Ravens are a great team, uh, but I do have a bit of a, a I do have a bit of a strategy for the Steelers. Um, not that I'm like a coach or should be giving you know opinions or anything like that on that. I'm highly unqualified for that, but um, yeah. It's um, there's a way that they can win. There is a way that they can win. Obviously, it's an AFC North game, but there's an actual X's and O's strategy to what can happen for the Steelers to actually pull this off. And then hopefully, one of the two things happens when it comes to uh, yeah, when it comes to actually trying to make the playoffs. Robert says uh, salt is bad for cars in the long run. It is uh, actually when I first went up to Pittsburgh uh, when we were make it trying to make the move there. Uh, when I got my, um, when I, uh, got up there, I first, I got my first, my first oil change. Apparently there's a treatment that you can get to like the bottoms of your cars that at least helps with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, salt is definitely not good for your cars, but when you're trying to get through winter weather, you're trying to drive through winter weather, man, it is it is a pain. It's a huge pain if you're not using salt. Sand does almost nothing. I don't even know why they lay it down. Um, it's just it's it's not good. And when the polar vortex thing happened back in like 2014, 2013, whenever that was, we had some seriously icy weather here 
um, like frigid temperatures and icy, icy weather. Um, some of the bridges would even, you would have that like, like cobblestone ice, like over the bridges. So you, like you're trying to drive over and it's just like, you're just bouncing all over the place. It was terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was not, I, I would have much rather dealt with, you know, trying to get like a, like pay, pay the dollar and get the expensive treatment just so I know that I can drive a little safer whenever winter weather, but I understand why they don't, why they don't do it. Yeah, Matt H says, yeah, it was the Dallas Super Bowl year. It was also the year before. So the year before, they had a, a one-foot snowfall, which was like crazy. Because then, then I've lived, I've lived in this area for 23 years. That's it's happened twice. That was the first year it happened, and the very next year, that week leading up to the Super Bowl, that's when it happened. So it was crazy. Um, yeah, Chris, she says three years ago, we had that freeze in Texas. Everything shut down. Pipes were bursting. It was bad. Yep, that was. Uh, that was when Ur- I don't know if anybody knows anything about ERCOT. It's the independent grid that Texas relies on. It's uh, terrible in the summer and it's terrible in the winter. They tell you to keep your AC a little bit higher uh, in the summer, which it's summer in Texas. You can, <laughs> since we're talking about salt, you can pound salt. <laughs> I'm not turning down my AC in the summertime whenever it's 100 degrees every day. Um, and then they weren't prepared for the for the heat. Um, or they weren't prepared for the cold, the like frigid cold. Uh, and so they were like everybody, they were actually doing rolling blackouts so that, you know, the, the, the power grid wouldn't get too overwhelmed. So every, the, the firewood was all ran, you know, firewood ran out at, at stores. Um, it was like COVID, but worse. Um, whenever like grocery stores were just completely ransacked from, with a lot, from a lot of stuff. Um, it was bad. Fortunately for me, I did not not endure any rolling blackouts because I'm on the same like grid or whatever it is as a hospital. I'm like literally two minutes away from a hospital. So my power never went out because they can't turn that one off because if you turn that one off, then you turn off the grid for the hospital, which you just can't do. So um, let's see. Darren asks, hey, Chris, uh, this will be the last regular season game for the Steelers on Saturday. For which Steelers on Saturday? I don't know what you mean by that. Like, for which Steelers? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, if you can kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Um, uh, if you're talking about, like, like the way that they're playing under Mason Rudolph or, or the way that they're playing before, um, I'm not quite sure. I don't want to be able to answer your question. Um, oh, for which players? Uh, who is? Oh, okay, okay. There we go. Who is out of contract? Who's not coming back? Um, honestly, don't know. Uh, perhaps Mitch Trubisky. He's still under under contract, but uh, shoot, with the way he played and uh, with the way Mason Rudolph's playing, with the way uh, you know they're not going to give up on Kenny Pickett. Like they're not just uh, going to just discard him. Like he okay, bye bye. See you later. We don't need you anymore. Um. So that's two quarterbacks that you probably trust a lot more. Um, so yeah, I, I would think um, I think Mitch is probably gone. Um, Allen Robinson probably gone, not because he's necessarily a bad player per se, um, but that's an easy ten million dollars in cap savings uh, right away. Um, so that's an easy one. Um, Chooks is a possibility. Dan Moore is a possibility. Um, I would say Chooks before Dan Moore. Uh, Dan Moore is in much more favor with the with the coaching staff in the front office than Chooks is. Um, 
Yeah, I I would think. Uh, I mean, Mason Rudolph could be gone too because he's a free agent. Now, obviously, the Steelers, you know, might go, might try to, you know, pay up a little bit more and give him a better contract and say, hey, we want you to stick around and shoot, man, you play good enough, you get us into the playoffs, or you even win us a playoff game or two. We might even go as far as to say you've got a leg up on potentially starting next year. Um, obviously that all depends, you know, if, you know, they win this game and still don't make the playoffs, then maybe it's a little bit more, uh, 50, 50, maybe they lean a little bit more closer to Kenny since he's the rookie contract quarterback. Um, I don't know. It just depends. Um, yeah, I mean, Robert brings this one up too. I mean, Cam is taking time about next year. I mean, he, he's, he's getting up there, man. I would like to see I would like to see Cam Hayward come back for for one more season. I think he could play. I don't think you need to rely on him to be like Cam Hayward, but in terms of like, you know, you limit his snaps and his impact in that kind of a role, I would think that would be that would be good. Um so I I would hope that that, that Cam comes back for another season. I think he should. Um but uh uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't care who reports what, but yeah, Cam Hayward would have to take a pay cut. Um, that, that's just that's just how the cap works. I mean, you only have you can only pay you can't pay that kind of money for for a guy who uh, uh, for a guy who doesn't like play a full blown workload as a starter or something like that. You just can't do that. He he would have to take a pay cut. And I think he would kind of know that too. Like like it's a it's a it's a salary cap league. You can't you know. You have to be you have to be smart about how how you allocate your resources. So, um, I did see uh, something up, up here. I wanted to. I forgot to start. it. Um, I don't know. I can't find it. Um, this is somebody to ask ask about the X's and O's. So I'll just go ahead and get into that. Uh, yeah. So X's and O's for this game. Um, listen. The the Steelers are um, they're running the ball well, obviously, and that is still uh, the the best way to go uh, when it comes to trying to uh, trying to win this game. They got to try to run the football. And I know you might be thinking, oh, well, it's the Ravens. They do a good job of stopping the run, uh, both historically against the Steelers and just in general. The Ravens typically have a good run defense, and if you go and look on. Like Pro Football Reference, the Ravens are ranked 13th against the run, or, you know, in the run. So, you know, doesn't seem to be the easiest thing. You're not lining up against the 27th ranked uh, running uh, rush defense like it was with the Seahawks, or against a really bad Bengals defense like it was the week before that. Um, but there are a couple of things there when it comes to you know the Ravens. First off, they are allowing four and a half yards per carry on the season overall. Uh, that's not a good mark. Only five teams have a worse mark than that. Um, so they are one of the worst in the league in terms of yards per carry allowed. Um, so you should have the opportunity, if you're the Steelers, to run the football. You should have the opportunity to do it. They did it last year in Baltimore. Najee Harris had one of his best games running the football last year in that same stadium around this time of year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they need to be uh, – they need to be trying to run the football, but here's the thing, and they can actually put the Seahawks in the same conundrum or put the Ravens in the same conundrum as the Seahawks were in last week. The Ravens, when they don't load the box, 
or more, I guess when they're playing with a light box, they're giving up 5.7 yards per carry. That is massive. So if they don't load the box, they're giving up yards per carry. They load the box, they're doing a much, much better job at stopping the run, which that makes sense because you're loading the box. But when they don't load the box, they're giving up yards. They're giving up chunks on the ground. Um, And so now you kind of, with what the Steelers are doing with Mason Rudolph, having success with these intermediate and deep throws, you can put the, the Ravens in a similar conundrum. You can try to load the box and stop the run, but you do that, you open yourselves up to getting hit deep with the intermediate and deep throws. And if that happens, then the Ravens are going to have to back off and then they have a lighter box and now all of a sudden they're susceptible to be to have done to them what they've been allowing all season, which is getting gashed on the ground. And this is a run off, run, running offense that, regardless of who they're playing, just ran for 202 yards last week and ran for, I don't remember the exact number, I think it was like 150 or something like that against the Bengals. This is a running offense that is clicking on all cylinders right now. So it really is kind of a pick-your-poison situation if the Steelers can execute it that way. Um, it's going to be really, really big to see what happens on that first drive. How are the Ravens coming out to defend this offense? Are they loading the box right away? Are they saying, you are not going to run the football on us? If that's the case, take your shots. Make that defense back off. You know, hit them with the intermediate throws. Hit them with the deep throws. Especially since the Ravens like to run out of cover zero quite a bit. You know, Kenny made them pay for that, you know, in, in the game uh, earlier this season. Um, That that should help. And, and, and Brian says, you know, that these past few games, Mason Rudolph allows us to be balanced. Um, I think last game, when they, when they played each other, like, yes, like, like the, the Steelers won. Um, but let's not, let's not, you know, rewrite history here. The Ravens lost that game more than the Steelers won. The, the Ravens, Ravens receivers dropped critical passes, several critical passes, a couple of them for touchdowns. Um, that game would not have been close if they catch half of those passes. Uh, Kadarius, Tony level drops like bad, bad drops. Um, you know, and credit to, to Kenny Pickett and credit to George Pickens and, and to the offense, but, uh, for, you know, having that play where you had a built in check, uh, something that they worked on in practice where if they showed zero call that go route, they ran it. Kenny threw a good ball. George ran under it, caught it touchdown late in the game ball game. You win, um, have more stuff like that built in, especially when you have like a running play with a built in check or a passing play with a built-in check to go, you know, to a run or something like that because this is I mean this is I mean this is the reason why is because the Ravens are a team that can be gashed on the ground. They can be. Um so it's how do the Steelers go about doing that? Do they get really predictable and just line up in 12 personnel and 13 personnel and line up under center and say, "Hey, we're running the football." and just dare the Ravens to try to stop them? Or do they try to mix things up, get a little bit more complicated, uh, have some plays with some built-in checks to try to, okay, you guys are going to load up the box here. Great. We're going to check out of this. Now, George, go run that go route. So, yeah, I, it's uh, that's the way to do it in this game. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna score points and you have to score points because even with Lamar Jackson out, even if Zay Flowers doesn't play, this Ravens offense can can move the ball. Tyler Huntley is a more than capable uh, quarterback. Um, uh, Williams says, "Yeah, we should have twelve runs or twelve wins already." I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that. I promise. Uh, because we'll get into playoff scenarios and everything like that, and that's when you're going to look back at the Cardinals and Patriots games and be like, this shouldn't even matter. This weekend shouldn't even matter, and it shouldn't. Let, let's just be honest. Um, Unless you were playing for the for the division title, but still. Um, okay, there's still Kenny and Mason debates in the comments, man. I'm not getting into case, and Kenny versus Mason. I'm just not doing it. I've done it enough. I've I've talked I've talked enough about it. I'm not getting into it anymore. I'm just talking about we know that Mason Rudolph's going to be the quarterback in in this game. Like that's what we know. Uh that that's that's what we're going off of. That's what I'm going off of. Um so debate away if you want to. I'm not talking about it on here. Cuz it gets it gets volatile and even nasty really really quickly. I'm not doing it. Uh, I, I've got, I got direct emails from Kenny fans, like from in my last chalk talk piece in which I wasn't even insulting. Kenny wasn't questioning his character. Like, you know, some other people did, um, just talking about how the guys, how the offense maybe wasn't clicking under him. Um, and it definitely was not all of all of his fault. I, you would never put that all in one player. Um, so yeah, I think that's the way to do it, though. That's the way to do it. Uh, if you guys have any other questions, please uh, drop them uh, drop them into the comments. Uh, there was a question earlier that, that I meant to star, and I didn't do it, and uh, now I can't find it. Um, it was way, way earlier. It was like near the beginning of the show. <clears throat> um, but, yeah. Uh, shout out to Corey, though. Hope he feels better. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, miss having him. Um Hope he still gets to go to Baltimore. Um, it's not that it's a, um, not that it, not that it's a, a, a destination city for me. Actually, I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy um, Baltimore whenever I went to went there to go cover a Pirates uh, Pirates Orioles series uh, last year. That was, uh, was it last year? Yeah, it was yeah. No, not last year. The year before in twenty twenty two. I had always wanted to go to that ballpark did uh, that was kind of a check off the bucket list there for me. Uh, certain ballparks I've always wanted to go to Fenway was one got to do that uh, nine years ago now. Um, and then I uh, got to do Camden yards, you know, whenever I covered that series Wrigley's still on my list. I, somehow I've still not made it to Wrigley need to. Um, oh man, you guys are all Mason and Kenny. Let's talk about something else guys. It's Steelers Ravens, man. It's Steelers Ravens. That should be the conversation. Steelers Ravens. That I mean, I mean, we're we're wow. I mean, keep let's keep our eye on the ball, guys. Like for real. Oh, let's see. Christopher says, "Hey, Chris, if the Steelers make the playoffs, is there any team that scares you?" Yeah, all, pretty much all of them. <laughs> um, the Ravens obviously scare me. Uh, you know, especially when they're at full strength. Uh, you know, I don't care what fans say about all oh, well, the Steelers have always played Lamar Jackson. Well, he sure looked dang good earlier this year. And like I said, they win that game. If Ravens receivers don't drop a bunch of passes. Um, yeah, the Ravens scare me. Um, 
I understand the Chiefs have looked very, very not super, you know, like th- they don't look like the super team anymore. Uh, Travis Kelsey's aging all of a sudden. Patrick Mahomes, believe me, I know Patrick Mahomes has not been great this year. Uh, he was on my fantasy team, and I hate that. Um, but it's still the situation where, like, it's the playoffs. I can't just automatically assume that because Patrick Mahomes is bad, or I don't say bad, was underwhelming during the regular season that he's going to be underwhelming during the playoffs. I just can't assume that. Uh, Miami scares me just because at a moment's notice, they could just drop a 50 bomb on anybody. Um, so a few different, a few different teams kind of scare me. Uh, everybody else I think is pretty beatable. You know, uh, if the Steelers go in, uh, I mean, let, let's pull up the, let's pull up the standings right now to, oh, I don't want the NFL app. The NFL app sucks. Uh, let's see. Uh, playoffs. Let's see. So if the two seed ends up being Miami, which I think if the Steelers make the playoffs, Miami would have to win because they play Buffalo. They need Buffalo to lose. Steelers need Buffalo to lose. Um, or that's one of the scenarios, probably the most, the most likely scenario for the Steelers, they would be the two seeds. So then you're looking at playing Miami in the first round in the wild card round in Miami. That's not easy. Um, yeah, that's not easy. I, I, I would be, I would think based off of the circumstances, I would call this a, a successful season based off of the circumstances, if they can make the playoffs and win a wild card game, like for real. Um, B Phil says the Steelers are not elite, but they can play dangerous. They, they can, I, I mean, they are right now. They've also played, you know, a bad Bengals team that was playing pretty well. No, like let's not take that away. You know, let's not, you know, completely, you know, take it away that the, that the Bengals are playing really well. And we're even in a playoff spot there for a little while. Um, yeah. Um, and then the Seahawks are, you know, they're, they're, I think they're still in the, as like the number seven seed in the NFC. So I think if they win, they're in, um, but, uh, Mark, uh, asks over two under TJ gets two and a half sacks. I don't know, man. Two and a half is quite a bit. I would say under, um, I say gets two. Um, th- I mean, two and a half. I mean, you're talking about you. Get, you have to have three to get the over. I, I don't know. I, I I don't think I'd bet. The, I don't think I'd bet the over there. Um, who spies Huntley? Uh, probably one of the inside linebacker or off ball linebackers. Um, that's what I, that, that, that's typically what that would who that would be. You know, regardless of you know that that's just the easiest position for, to to have it happen. Um, Alandon Roberts maybe. You know, you're not having to drop him back in coverage too much, and he can just kind of, you know, follow Huntley around, make sure that he doesn't, you know, take off too too early. Um, let's see. Let's go through more. Um, how do you think the Ravens will game plan this? On defense, I really don't know. Like I said, it's kind of a conundrum for them. Do they load the box and make the Steelers throw it deep? Uh, or do they lighten the box and, you know, even though they, they have been bad, against the run when they lighten the box, pretty much just challenge their guys up front to stop it anyway. Um, on defense, I really don't know. I'm very, very curious to see how that plays out. On offense, it's going to be very simple for them. Run the same system you've been running all season long. Just do it with Tyler Huntley at quarterback instead of uh, Lamar Jackson. To me, to me, it's just it's that simple. Um, let's see. Uh, Swan. 
269 asks, or so my question, oh, okay, here we go. This is the question from earlier. Uh, was uh, how do you think all the relevant games turn out, Jags and Bills? I'll get to that whenever I make my prediction, which actually is coming up here in a few minutes anyway. Um, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll answer that for you. Um, that's BS says the Steelers play Huntley far better than they play Lamar. Uh, both of them can, can hurt them though. Like Huntley's numbers, like you look at it, aren't great, but Huntley also has really good running numbers against the Steelers. He's, he's averaging like four and a half yards a carry. Um, so he can still hurt you for sure. He, he will execute what the Ravens system, just not at as high of a level as Lamar does. It's just it's the best way that I can describe it. Um, and I think that's a really good thing for the Ravens to have because you have to have an, a unique offense built around what Lamar Jackson does well because he is a unique quarterback. You know, yes, he's a mobile quarterback, and yes, he can run, but, man, he can throw the ball too. Uh, you have to have a certain system built around his strengths. And the great thing is, is that you have a backup that can come in and play in the same system where you don't have to dumb down the playbook. That's a, that's a valuable thing to have for sure. Even if he doesn't execute at as high of a level, it's still a good thing to have. Chris G says Ravens are different this year. That new offense is scary. I agree. My next opponent piece is going to be coming out later this afternoon. Uh, I've got more detail on that there. They, that offense is scary. Just because Tyler Huntley is a quarterback doesn't mean the Ravens aren't going to score. They, I could easily see a scenario in which the Ravens put up 20 to 30 points in this game. Easily. Easily. This is a very, very dangerous offense. If they don't have Zay Flowers, that that that's a that's a you know that that's a blow. Odell Beckham Jr. being out, that's a blow. That takes away, you know, two playmakers. Isaiah likely still looked very, very good in place of Mark Andrews. Rashad Bateman's a good deep threat. Um, they got guys who can play. Um, and uh, they added Dalvin Cook to the mix at running back. Uh, and let's not let's like let's not pretend like just because Lamar Jackson had over 800 yards rushing that the Ravens running backs aren't phenomenal. Uh, the trio of uh, that they got uh, running back is combined for over 1,500 yards rushing in the season. They, 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 they run the ball better than anybody in the league. Um, and they also have the highest yards per attempt passing the ball. So it's a great offense. It really, really is. They, they, they look different this year. To me, going into the playoffs, as of right now, they are my Super Bowl favorite. I haven't made an official prediction yet, but – that's that they're my favorite right now. R2 Malvo says JPJ needs to keep his hands to himself this week. Listen, okay. One really quick thing about Joey Porter Jr. You knew this coming out of college that he was handsy. Like it was in the scouting report. We kind of knew that. And that's not atypical of one, a, a young cornerback, but also two, a shutdown cornerback. They will flirt with the line as often as they possibly can to gain an advantage because they're always going up against the best receiver, you know, on the other side of the ball. Um, the It's kind of like the same thing that, you know, fans were frustrated over whenever Ben was a, when Ben Roethlisberger was a young quarterback. Sometimes the plays that he'd make it just drive you crazy, drive you mad. Like, what are you doing? But the good outweighed the bad. And it's the same thing with Joey Porter Jr., man. He will have so. I mean, first off, he doesn't get thrown at that often because he's shutting down his guy so much. And when he does get thrown at, he's doing a great job of not allowing there to be a lot of production. Um, 
you kind of just take the penalties along with it, especially for him being a rookie. If he were a six or seven year vet and he's getting that many flags, okay, I can understand being a little frustrated about it. He's a rookie. It's going to come with the territory a little bit. Let's let the guy kind of grow into that a little bit. Um, yeah, Teresa says, not thrilled about Miami's offense. I'm not either. That that offense is also dangerous. Um, let's see. Let's keep going through that. Um, R2, R2 says uh, he's mid. He is not mid. Sorry, Joe Porter Jr. is not mid. We can agree to disagree on that one. That's fine. Everybody's got their opinions. Um. Yeah, I think he's going to turn into probably one of the top five shutdown corners. Based off of what I've seen, one of the top five shutdown corners in this league by the end of next year. If he's not already kind of flirting with that line. Um, it's just it's just there. I mean, the, the, the numbers are there. Um, the tackling thing, I'll give you that. The tackling thing has got to be fixed. He's got to become a better tackler. He's got to become a better tackler. I would go with that. That's the that's the part of his game that he needs to work on more even more than even more than the flags. Oh yeah, Steeler girl, I'm gonna be coming. I'm I'm gonna be coming with the with the prediction here in a second. I just don't want to miss uh miss any more questions. Um Pittsburgh Toddy 86. If the Steelers make the playoffs, why bench Mason? I would not. You ride Mason until it doesn't work anymore. That's where you're at now. This is the biggest game of the year right now. You have to win, and you're going with Mason Rudolph with a healthy Kenny Pickett. That's the decision the Steelers have made. I, 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 you don't, you don't bench Mason at this point. So let's see here. Um, let's, uh, yeah. Chris G says, I'll take one flag a game for how he's been shutting down receivers. Yep. That's the way it goes. Uh, th- that's just the way you do it. You, you, I, again, it's, it's just one of the, it's one of the, it's like I said, it's the same thing that you kind of, um, that you just kind of dis, dis, you just kind of deal with it again. It's like the, it's like the same thing when when Ben Roethlisberger was a young quarterback. He would make certain throws that would just make everybody want to pound their head and pound their head into a wall. And then, he, for the same type of play that he would do, he would have three great plays. It's just the good far outweighed the bad. And again, it's just part of it. All right, five minutes past normal time. Well, three minutes past uh, whenever we started because we were a couple minutes late getting started today. Thanks a lot, camera and Mike. Uh, but prediction time. Corey gave me his. I will actually read his um, so that we can have Corey's official. This is what he says. With so many Ravens likely to sit, this should be a win for the Steelers. I fear the outside and scenarios with respect to their postseason chances, though. Corey says Ravens win, or sorry, Steelers win. I was reading Ravens as I said. Steelers win 24 to 13. That's what Corey says. Uh, My prediction. I think the Steelers are going to continue to do what they've been doing well on offense, and that is run the football and find ways to also stretch the defense. That's what I would do. Uh, Pretty much what they did against the Seahawks, do it again. You probably won't score as many points because the Ravens have a better defense than the Seahawks do, and the Ravens will be a little bit more prepared for that because they will have, obviously, film off of what the Steelers did against the Seahawks. So uh, I can't. I, I don't think they're going to score 30-plus points in this game, but I do think the offense is going to score enough points. Um, and 
playmakers being uh, being missed, you know, like sitting out on the Ravens offensive side. Um, that is going to impact the way the Ravens can can, you know, obviously score points. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say now, granted, you know, we got, you know, Corey said 24, 13. I'm going to continue to go with the precedent that Steelers Ravens games are, are decided by anything by three points or less. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Steelers win this game. And Brent actually took the words right out of my mouth. 23, 20. That's what I'm going to say. Steelers win 23, 20, whether it comes off of last second field goal. However, that happens. I say 23, 20 Steelers. And to also kind of throw that into a throw that into another realm, how the player, how the other games are going to play out. The Bills and Dolphins. Buffalo is favored by two and a half. I'm going to say the Dolphins end up winning that game at home. They win the AFC East. They've been the best team in that division all season long. They're not going to lose that at the last second. I'm going to say the Dolphins win the AFC East and the Steelers with a win over the Ravens clinch a playoff berth. I'm being optimistic. What the heck? Let's just, let's just go with that. So that's my prediction. Hopefully it comes true so that when, whenever we talk next week, we can be talking about football, still actual football that is to be played. And we're not having to already turn the page to 2024. I would like to be able to at least extend this for another week. So maybe that's the reason why I would like that to happen. Um, but thank you guys, everybody for, uh, for joining, for having the conversation today. I uh, appreciate you guys. Um, you know, you know, I, again, like this has been, it's been a, like, no matter what happens, whether the Steelers win or lose, or if they win and don't make the playoffs, um, this season has been phenomenal, um, for this show. Um, you know, we're still, I mean, just think about it. We're still only a few months into this, uh, still kind of get, you know, getting up off the ground, anything you guys do for us, every time you like something, you're, you're, you know, anytime you, you know, if you've subscribed, if you haven't subscribed, but anybody who has, if you've shared this video somewhere, shared our show somewhere, we really, really appreciate it. Um, it's been a great season. It really has. Uh, it's been a heck of a season. It's been a crazy season. Um, it's been, uh, an interesting season to say the least. Uh, it's definitely not gone the way, um, it's definitely not gone the way that, that, that we expected for sure. Um, I think, you know, I, I predicted the Steelers would go 11 and six. I also said that there would be a team that would finish 10 and seven that would not make the playoffs. And that could very well happen. Uh, the Steelers could win. The bills could win. The Jaguars could win. And, Steelers don't make it. It's just very, very possible. Then also the Steelers could win. The bills could lose and the bills are the 10 and 17 that didn't make it. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's been a crazy season, but we really appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, watching as often as you do joining. I mean, we have regulars who are in here every single day. Um, Teresa actually asked a really good question. As we wrap this up, are you guys doing pods during the off season? Absolutely. Yes, we are. We're not stopping the show. Uh, we're going to keep talking. Obviously, as we get through the offseason, we're going to have to, um, you know, certain times of the offseason, it's easy to talk about certain things because, you know, there are different events going on. Um, obviously, you know, if the, if the Steelers don't make the playoffs or when they're eliminated or whenever the season's over, we will have plenty of, uh, you know, topics to go over in terms of reaction to the season and stuff like that. And then obviously you got Senior Bowl week, you've got the Combine, you got the Draft. 
Um, there's, you know, a bunch of different things that go on during the off season. Then obviously once football activity starts again, you know, OTAs, mini camp, and then all of a sudden, you know, before you know it, they're back in Latrobe at St. Vincent college and it's training camp again. So, um, yeah, uh, Don appreciate the, the, the compliment. Uh, so we would go crazy without you guys appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be talking Steelers every single day. The only, the only days we're not talking is, uh, you know, your, you know, regular holidays and stuff like that. So no, we're, we're talking, man. We're talking Mike in Texas. Oh, we're going to have to have conversations about OC, man. He says we get to welcome in Byron left, which is new. OC. yeah, we're going to have plenty of debates about who the, the next offensive coordinator should be. And we know, you know what? We might not even have time to debate that. Who knows? Like the Steelers could end up like, you know, getting eliminated or whatever, you know, however that happens. And then two days later, they hire an offensive coordinator. Not going to happen. This should not happen. I'm just saying, like, we might not have that much time to even debate it. So anyway, and have questions like what Dave asks. Will Mason be QB1 in 2024? Don't know. Don't know. We get to talk about that stuff in the offseason. So for right now, I'm going to sign off. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow. Try to enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy football this weekend. Hopefully for you guys, the Steelers end up winning. And if they win, enjoy football on Sunday. Try not to sweat too much. And then hopefully when we talk on Monday, we're talking about the Steelers playing the Dolphins or whoever else, if they even get a six seed, I think it's possible, or whoever they're playing, we're talking about a playoff game next week. If not, we will talk Monday regardless. So appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. To quote Michael Scott, I'll see you, catch you guys on the flippity flip.